What's up and welcome to Music Hustlers Podcast. My name is Kenny and today I'm excited because I've got my homie, I've got my boy, Amphay from Then It Hit Me. Awesome pop punk. I, I don't want to say pop punk, but awesome rock band with some screams and some, look, let's, let's go with, let's go with easy core, easy core. So, um, the, so, so <laughs> the, uh, the biggest question actually, F.A., that I have for you today, since you play, cause I'll be honest, man, I haven't listened to easy core since I was like, what do I have? 23. Mm-hmm. And I, I just wanted to ask, uh, is easy core dead? You know, I don't know if it's dead as much as I think it's dormant. It's dormant. I think, I think it'll, it'll roll back around. Like a lot of things do like. Newfound Glory was really cool for like five years and they went away for like 10 years and then they came back and was like, Newfound Glory's around? And I don't know if there's so much easy core, they are pop punk, but they have elements in their music that's kind of like heavy and then like the whole like Chunk, No Captain Chunk phase and like that was a thing for a little while and then they went away but they're coming back and uh, I think it'll, it'll move back, it'll shift back. No, I, I feel that man. I, I see like there's kind of shifts in the music industry overall, you know, is as music evolves, like we get to a certain point where like, we're like, okay, we kind of reached the peak of this specific genre. Let's kind of play with it now and see what, what we can do with it. And I kind of want to ask your opinion, being someone who's kind of like seen the, the industry change over the past years. I mean, I, I think you and I have known each other for like 10 years at, at least, this point. At and, least uh, yeah. and I just kind of want to see like, from your perspective, like how do you feel about like the modern age of the industry? I think it's definitely changed. It's become it's always a young man's game. I feel like it's the older you get, the harder it is to get into. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the bands, especially here in Arizona, have come and gone um, from the whole like hardcore scene with like the four eight zero and the you know X twenty four X guys oh, and yeah. that whole like metal devastation phase, and then um, moving out of that. Well, from that was like the uh, the Mason Jar and the old Brick House with the punk days and like. You know, that's how long I would go to shows. Yeah. You know, and then um, having the whole scene phase move through like a wave, like a tidal wave, and then you had all your big bands kind of here, like, you know, Greeley and I Set to Kill and Word Alive and Bless yeah. the Fall and, you know, that whole that whole era, I guess, which was a pretty long era for a Arizona <laughs> scene. You know, yeah, we, had, yeah. we had a good run there. But I feel like um, then the metal scene really kind of took over for a long time here. And it's still present. Yeah. It's thick. Yeah, it's 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 yeah. thick here, no, um, and I think that kind of is why maybe I I overall went back to doing something that is not as heavy, but still has a lot of heavy elements. So that yeah, we, you know, we kind of fit in. We can play other places. Yeah, but we could also go play your uh, brother's high school graduation. Yeah, and absolutely, you know, clean it up a little bit and make it, it is what it is. But we could also go down to like a punk cellar or the underground and just you know, let you kill each other. That's true. That's true. So, you, you do have the breakdowns, that's for sure. Yeah, we definitely want to keep an element of heaviness. I mean, that's, look at me. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I can't be too, you know what I mean? It's not, it's, it is what it is. So. No, no, I feel that, man, for sure, for sure. Cool. So let's talk about, um, like, the inspiration for Then It Hit Me. So I, I mean, when I met you, you were in uh, Fate of the Hopeless, Fate of the Hopeless. Uh, that's the name I have. It was about in a minute. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, you were you were in Fate of the Hopeless, and then uh, you know as as time progressed, they were a little little more I don't, I don't know what I would say metalcore. Yeah, it's probably metalcore. Yeah, melodic core, whatever. Yeah. And uh, and now you've kind of shifted gears and, and all that. So tell me about the inspiration of then it hit me. What exactly? So you know, 
playing in um, Fate of the Hopeless for so long was always really heavy. It was it was basically metal, you know, metalcore with breakdowns and you know, uh, not a lot of singing except for choruses. And I didn't do really any of the singing. I was always the screamer. Just yeah. nothing. I did nothing to scream. And uh, apart from getting older and wanting to get away from just screaming, um, I don't think that I'm so much a great, a great vocalist or something outside of that. I just wanted to experiment other things. And I was out of the music industry for about three years. And uh, mostly because I didn't have a band anymore. I mean, when, when Fate of the Hopeless stopped playing shows was only because everyone left the state except me. Ah. I was the only one left here in a week's time. Oh, damn. Like, everyone graduated to ASU, like, we went to Texas and Michigan and, and uh, uh, we go Ohio and uh, Oregon. Yeah. And I was the only one left here. Oh, damn. And that was, like, literally over the course of a week. So it was like a... Um, we all knew it was coming to an end, so it was, it was just a matter of time, and we just wanted to do it right. And we knew we could branch out. We were doing our own like little tours, and we were having we were having talks with the next step of what the band could be yeah. going forward. And we had written some songs that never never made it out oh. um, that were a little different, maybe even a little more, a little slighter, okay. maybe a little lighter. They weren't as heavy, yeah, um, because of the industry and where it was going. And the opportunities we wanted to reach for at one point. Once we realized we weren't going to do that, and everyone was kind of going to go their separate ways, and it tapered off. I stopped playing music altogether, but I was wrote. I was wrote lyrics. I was wrote ideas for beats and melodies and stuff. And I sat on. And then I was actually working in Texas in the oil fields in Texas. And uh, I'll use the pun. Then it hit me. <laughs> I could just literally make music like on my own. Kind of like what you're talking with the modern day skate band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To. And he was saying that, you know, he doesn't need, he didn't need a full band to make music. Yeah. And I realized that. And, you know, then it hit me. I realized I could, I could do it on my own. Yeah. And so um, that's what I did. I went to a producer friend of mine named Chris Vaughn at AVM, uh, AVM Productions. And he, um, he helped me out. He put it together for me. He took my ideas and put them down on paper, and that was where the first single came from. And I actually just got buddies from the local scene to jump in the music video with me. Nice. And none of them were actually going to stick in the band at first, and then after that, they kind of a few of them stuck around and then eventually disbanded. But um, not for you know out of anger or anything. It was just it was something that I was going to keep pursuing in different directions. And the first single was super heavy, and it was yeah. still closer to my old band yeah. than I wanted it to be. And then I was like, I really got to take control of this and turn it into like a more of a pop thing if I'm ever going to make it what I want it to be and what the kind of music I want to play. Yeah. So, yeah, that was kind of where um, the idea came from for the band. It was like, I just wanted to play something that wasn't as heavy, that fit more with the stuff that I, because I listen to a lot of everything and now everyone says that, but <laughs> um, I leaned more towards like, you know, data remember. I like a lot of weird things like Alaska and... Uh, yeah. And I like a lot of like icy stars and just weird things that people wouldn't necessarily look at me and say, like I probably listen to icy stars, you know. But you know, uh, so that's kind of where it went. You know? I feel that bad for sure. Um, okay, so yeah, I've been, uh, you know, like going back to like you transitioning from metal to to uh, going into pop punk and easy core and all of that. Uh, I know you mentioned that you were mainly screams for Fate of the Hopeless, but you know, then it hit me. You do a lot of the singing and screaming. Mm -hmm. uh, do you do all of it? I do all of it. Yeah. All of it. Awesome. How how did you teach yourself to sing like that? 
I don't know if I did. I think I just, it's, um, like everyone else, I just sing in my car to, you know, everything else, you know, everything yeah. and just kind of, I think the difference is you got to kind of try to find your own voice in that. Cause you'll try to like mimic the way people sound. Like yeah. if I'm singing a song from like Beartooth, I'm trying to sound like the dude from Beartooth. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like the whole time. And then like, I'll catch myself or even like Jeremy from Day to Remember or uh, any of those guys, like they have like a unique style to them and it's finding your own style. And I still think I'm finding it. I don't think I'm, yeah, uh, you know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's from the first single we put out to now, um, I'm still trying to find who I am as a singer. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's cool because that's kind of the road. That's kind Absolutely. of the journey, you know, and that's Absolutely. kind of, um, but I definitely want to stay on this path. I feel like we're, we're in a groove and I feel yeah. like I got something that I want to do. You know I what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's good to hear, man. So, okay, so you you feel like you, you kind of have just always been a singer and it's just something that you finally started to put into limelight or is it something that you started to focus on later on in life? Uh, yeah, well, I dabbled lightly in like guitar and I like actually, I played drums in a band with my brother in like high school. Um, shout out to the Pigeons. <laughs> like a garage, literally garage band. I never played anything but a garage for like my parents. Nice. You know, and uh, nice. it was much more of like a, Almost like brand new, but like punk rock brand new. Yeah, there's yeah. such a thing. Like really like a indie. I literally just <laughs> slammed like a a first act hundred dollar you know drum set from Walmart until there was nothing left of it, and that was the end of the pigeons. Nice. So uh, after that, I think uh, realizing that I was never going to be like a great instrumentalist or that's the correct word. <laughs> I just like it's like I want to be in a band so bad. I had been like roadie kind of guy for a long time and help a lot of my friends bands out and stuff and realize like I really want to do something in music while well, playing instruments so what's the go-to I mean I got a voice you know I don't know if I could use that I heard a lot of bands screaming and I like screaming and stuff so I just grabbed a mic and destroyed my throat for the first six months until I realized there's a, there's a technique to this thing <laughs> you know spitting blood out and practicing oh throwing up and, you know throwing up after every practice for the first six months and after that I kind of was like all right if I'm gonna do this we got to got to figure out how those guys do it you know what I mean yeah, and, uh, yeah. you know grew from there as a screamer and you know so that was awesome that. cool man so so you talked earlier about your you know first release and then all the way up to to your newest release and everything that you guys are doing now I wanted to ask you uh, how exactly did you guys prepare for this this most recent release? I saw that you recently dropped, you know, a teaser. You're probably, depending on when we drop this, you'll be dropping the music video. Yeah. Um, how how did you prepare for it? Um, well, I think the world the world kind of shifted. Everyone put their yeah. upside down yeah. for what we wanted to originally do. Uh, we had a good idea of what we wanted to do for the song as far as the music video and stuff goes, and how to budget it, and how we were going to come up with, you know. The release for it it was supposed to be a lot sooner and it took a lot longer because of covid and the world stopping and our basically like lack of of income towards the band yeah uh, we were we've been paying everything out of pocket and a little bit of money we've made off of shows and merch um since we started um i mean we've only played what five shows as a band oh, yeah. like so we haven't generated a lot of money or you know fan base to like support us as a band so this is all out of pocket so it kind of went back to the grassroots and it was just like we got to do this ourselves. How do we budget it over the next few months to get it done? So it took a few months for us to gather everything together, the video and, uh, you know, recording the song yeah. and uh, getting it the way we wanted it. So, so, so did you self-produce this song? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, okay. Yeah, we, yeah, we, oh, that changes everything. Yeah. So, uh, well, we recorded it with my friend 
Same guy, Chris. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, okay. At IBM. Um, but we wrote everything. We had the whole idea, the concept, the video, and everything laid out. We went with Jacob Eldridge at uh, Dad Life. Oh, nice. And, uh, and he did the video for us. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out. And uh, um, Jacob's always been a great friend. I've known him just as long as I've known you. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, from the Boldy We Rise days. Uh, so, right. you know, we used to play shows yeah. together in the underground. And, oh, you know, and he'll watch uh, this and he'll probably scoff when he hears Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> don't say that. You know? <laughs> Uh, he's come a long way. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and, no, and, and that's not knocking his early work because everything I've ever seen from him that he's put out has always been oh, absolutely. class. Oh, so um, every time he gets some new, you know, new equipment, we're ready to go. We're like, yeah, it's our guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. For the time being, eventually, I mean, well, as you do, you, you go around and you want a different look, you want a different feel to your videos. So eventually, you know, we'll we'll shift around. You know, but uh, right now, Jacob's our guy, man. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, he gets what we're trying to do, I feel like, and he gets it right, and so there's no reason to go anywhere else. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. Um, cool, so for this single, let's talk about, I listened to it um, recently, actually, about two hours before we started recording, before we got here, I listened to it, and I gotta say, man, I, I definitely hear some some four-year strong vibes, some uh, some A Day to Remember vibes. Of course, you can't you know have pop punk without mentioning A Day to Remember. Yeah, I appreciate um, it. <laughs> but no, I definitely, yeah. I definitely like it, man. Um, and I wanted to say this new single. What uh, like what was your inspiration for it? So this one's really deep. We uh, when I wrote the lyrically, um, without getting too too into it, like my dad basically left without even saying goodbye to like his grandkids, my my children. Oh wow. And uh. It's not like um, I have some crazy turmoil with my father. He's a he's just his own character. He's his own guy. But it rubbed me the wrong way. Um, it's a it's a you know it was like just he was there one day. I knew he was moving, but then like he was just gone. He just didn't say bye to no one. And maybe that was him. Didn't want to go through the whole. I get it. You know, looking back now, I get it. But it pissed me off, which it should. You know, yeah. and, and I and I feel like I should be upset about it, but you know. Also, as a grown man with children, I'm not going to sit around and soak about it. So what do I do? You know, I write a song. You know, yeah. so I wrote a song, and when I wrote it, I realized after reading it back, after I didn't look at it for about a month, and I looked at it, and I was like, this could apply to a lot of things, not just like anger, but just people in general that have come into your life and gone. Yeah. People that have helped you, even people that have, you know. And I took that, and I was like, what if this turned into something bigger than just like me being mad at my dad? I write a song about being mad at your dad. You know, how many songs are I mean. Yeah. That's a total pop punk cliche thing to do. You know what I mean? Like, think about Good Charlotte. Or you know, you can go all the way back. Um, that's what they do. But I wanted it to be a little more general, so I changed a few of the lines. I changed a few of what I was trying to say, and it does have that element, but it also has the element of like people that have come into your life and maybe are even still in your life that have helped you get to who you are and where you are today. And that's what I wanted it to be about. Obviously, the title is the Irish goodbye, which means to leave without saying goodbye. Yeah, yeah. I so um, that's. Um, that was actually going to be one of the original names I had in my head for a band, was the Irish Goodbye, um, and so it applied so much to this. I was like, I gotta use it. So that's where the title came from. So that the title of the song literally applies to my dad leaving, um, but the general concept of the song, the idea behind the lyrics to the song, is just anyone that's come into your life and gone without. Um, yeah, that you're just kind of paying homage to. So. Yeah, that's D man. That's uh, I mean. I had my fair share of daddy issues, so yeah. you know it's it's good to uh, be able to express yourself and let that out. And I I for one love lyrics, so it's cool to be able to uh, you know hear that. And I'm glad that you you had that outlet. 
Uh, speaking of outlet, why why music? Why did you choose music in life? Um, I think music for me, like uh, everyone says, like oh, music's always you know been a part of my life. I think everyone's got, and who doesn't like music, you know? But yeah. I think growing up, music was like kind of like uh, an escape for a lot of things. Um, I was never really good at school. Um, I played you know, football when I was little and stuff. I was never really, you know, like good at football or never really was put into it. Um, no one pushed me to be a football player. No one pushed me to be yeah. anything. No one pushed me to be anything. Like, yeah. my situation growing up was no one pushed me to do anything. I could have been, I could have been on the street. I could have been, had a needle in my arm. No one, no one really pushed me not to do things like that. Yeah. Um, but I never did. You know, I just yeah. always found my outlet. My outlet was, as I said before, I, mean, I was 12, 13 years old in 7th and 8th grade and I'd go to school all day, like Palo Verde Middle School, shout out to the middle school, and then I would go to like the mason jar or like the old brick house to see like the casualties or rants nice. or the exploited or, you know, lower class brats and just get my head beat in by like these neo-Nazi <laughs> dudes with like fucking big boots, but I was like bigger kid because, you know, I'm a big guy, but not at that age. Yeah. You know, and I had like, I remember I had like an eyebrow piercing and I went to go see like Rancid and I left and I didn't even know it had been ripped out of my head. Oh my God. And I thought it was sweating and it was all blood. <laughs> sure, it was taking blood. And someone was like, right on, man. Outside of the brick house. And I was like, thanks, bro. And I didn't know, I didn't have a clue what he was talking about. You know, so uh, music's always been my outlet for like skateboarding. Like I'd skate with my friends and always, always headphones in or big, you know, yeah. big clumpy headphones on my head. and. It was a lot of punk rock, and then like I listened to a lot of like weird country stuff or like uh, psychobilly music or anything like skating was into. And then I got into like hip hop for a while, you know. And my brother was into a lot of indie music, like uh, like well, like brand new or you know early Taking Back Sunday stuff. And kind uh, of do the classics, you know. I love old yeah. TBS, man. So I'd go around with him because he'd take me to a lot of concerts. And like my first show, my first show, big concert was actually like the Spice Girls. Oh, that's with, it. Yeah, like with my sister and my brother. <laughs> like she got tickets. She's like, I'm going to go. I was like, sure, I'll listen to the Spice Girls. You know, whatever. I was like 12, you know, whatever. And then, uh, you know, I just fell in love with the live show more than anything. And that's what yeah. music really did for me was the live show. Just always being in the crowd and always like looking at the stage saying, one day, you know, one day. One day. Yeah. And, uh, Not a good man. Uh, cool. So, speaking of live shows, how are you feeling, man, during during this where we don't have live shows? It's definitely a break check. You know, it's definitely yeah. like for everyone, and I understand it's for everyone, and that includes venues. People are hurting. Like the bands are at the the forefront of what's what you see on stage, but everything behind that stage. Yeah. From the pr promoters to the venues to Everyone, the booking agencies, everyone's screwed right now. Like, yeah. and and as a band, as a band on our level, and such, like we're just starting out. Like, we've had not such a hard time. It's just been kind of like, eh, you know. For yeah. us, it's like, damn, you yeah. know. But people are hurting, so it's hard for me to really complain. You yeah. know, to hear me bitch about it. No one wants to hear me bitch about <laughs> it. You know, like, what do you do? What did it cost you? Nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's it is what it is. But um, we we were just starting to get our momentum. I yeah. feel like we, you know, our fifth show, we were starting to try to branch out and go a little place. We went, you know, we went to the north to play Prescott, um, met some friends up there, um, planning on coming right back. We were looking to, you know, play a Cali show um, beginning of the summer. Um, a lot of things that were lining up fell through the cracks, like for everyone else. And 
um, we're ready. We're ready to go. I mean, we have. We actually have a thing. We're gonna do a live thing. I can't. I don't want to talk too much about it because I don't know how much he wants me to talk about. It, but we are gonna do like a live performance thing coming up um, yeah. for one of our buddies, and uh, I want to plug it so bad. Um, <laughs> you know what? I think he let me plug it. So there's a new venue coming up north in Prescott. Oh, nice. It's called the Den, and my buddy Steven um, and his band Norwalk. Have you heard of Norwalk? Oh yeah. Yeah. So Steven. Oh, oh, Steven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I know Steven's got yeah. this venue coming called the Den, and it's fantastic. Yeah. Everything I've seen looks fantastic. That's so we're it. gonna do something for them to help them promote the opening of it to That's try it. to get things back up and running for them because it's also a coffee shop and a oh. skate park. Oh, yeah, damn. That's it. Yeah, it's awesome. Dude, so I got um, guy. I have to buy there. And if I'm not mistaken, the whole back of it is like a music studio. Oh, dude, that. So great. it's like an all-in-one. Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure because he's got. Yeah, he's got the. Yeah, dude. They're gonna crush it. They're gonna crush yeah, it. Yeah, and, and I'm so happy for them. So anything we could do to reach out, they reached out, and anything we can do to help them, yeah, we're gonna do. Absolutely. Because you know they're our boys, and, and that's what we want to do. If there was a way for us to do it down here, no one's asking us down here to do anything because there's a lot bigger bands down here. Yeah. You know, you know, like they, you know they're our boys, and they want help, and we're gonna help them. Yeah. We can. And, yeah. You know, feel that. And that's that's what it's all about, man. It's all about just helping your boys help. Help the community grow, man. Absolutely. Help, help everybody support each other, and then we can grow together in life. And at least that's what I believe. Uh, cool, man. So let's let's go ahead and wrap this up. Yeah, I uh, like to end every interview with one specific question, and that is, if you had a piece of advice to give to a new hustler, someone who is just trying to break into the music industry, trying to start a band, trying to you know start a recording studio, whatever it is, uh, what would that piece of advice be? For the music industry, I'd say that make sure that you have the right mindset that it's not going to be easy. No one's going to want to help you. You're not going to, you have to prove what you're about before anyone will even give you the time of day, honestly. And that goes for everything. That goes for producers. If you want clients, you're going to have to do it probably for free or really cheap at first. Um, video, photography, it's always got to be, you always got to build a portfolio before anyone takes shares with that. It goes with music too. Like, we only have six songs, you know, and, and while we've been making music as a band for two and a half years now, we only have six songs. And a lot of that is because it's such a slow process, but getting the right sound is important. Finding who you are, find out who you are, whatever that is, as a producer, because producers have their own sound. I mean, True. people know who Joey Sturgis is and, and you know, those kind of guys for a reason, because they have their thing. They have, they have a general sound. Um, Andrew Wade. Um, yeah. And that's what you gotta look for. You gotta find you. Yeah. Find out what makes you, you, unique to you before you, because you get really one shot yeah. at, for who you are. Like, once that's out there, that's who you are. People, first impressions mean everything in the industry, and that's yeah. it. And, and it's hard to go back, especially um, unless you change your name and change your entire interface of what you're doing, you're not gonna get a second shot. Yeah. So True. keep that in mind. Yeah, cool, man. I appreciate it. Well, yeah. thanks, dude. Thanks for coming and hanging out with me. Man. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate yeah, it, dude. Yeah. It's, it's been it's been fun, like reconnecting. I mean, it's been it's been like ten years. It's been a long time. I've yeah. seen you twice in the past, like I know, two it's weeks. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. right? Let's keep it going. Man. Well, yeah, man, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, cool. So where where can they find you? Uh, everywhere. We're on uh, Spotify, YouTube, obviously, Instagram, Facebook, the usuals. We do Ditto, um, which is similar to TuneCore, similar oh, to. Uh, it's DistroKid, it's another distributing thing, so it kind of goes everywhere, it's blasted everywhere. Um, our new single, um, The Irish Goodbye, comes out on the 3rd of September, so in like 10 days from now, 
uh, nine days from now. And uh, the preview's up now on our Instagram and Facebook, and it'll go everywhere on the third. So, cool. We're hoping to get uh, some success based on that song because it means a lot to us. You know, it's yeah, it's a deep one. Absolutely. So, yeah. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad to have you, man. I'm glad to hang out. Glad to talk to you about your life and business and just kind of what's going on with your band. So I appreciate you, man. Yeah, dude, definitely. Hustlers, thanks again for hanging out with me and Anfe from Then It Hit Me as we talked about all kinds of things i uh, i always say that and then like i don't know what what we talk about because i'm like oh man think about the things we talk about. yeah <laughs> thanks for saying things thank, thanks for <laughs> thanks for hanging out but no thanks for hanging out with us if you want to check me out on instagram you can follow me at the kenny ferris you can also follow the music hustlers podcast both on instagram and facebook at music hustlers podcast we're out of here peace <laughs>